Okay, I'm going to open up the meeting then. It is 6.35 p.m. My name is Lindsay Colburn. I'm the chair of the commission, the co-chair of the commission. Um, and I'm calling this public meeting to order at 6.35 p.m. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Dennis now to read the open meeting law updates due to COVID into the record. Yes. Pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12, 2020 order, suspending certain provisions of the open meeting law, General Law Chapter 30A, Section 18, and the Governor's March 15, 2020 order imposing strict limitations on the number of people that may gather in one place, this meeting of the City of Medford Conservation Commission is being conducted via remote, via remote participation. No in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access the proceedings as provided for in the order. A reminder that persons who would like to listen or view this meeting while in progress may do so by accessing the link that was included on the meeting agenda posted on the City of Medford website. If despite our best efforts we are not able to provide for real-time access, we will post a record of this meeting on the City Town's website as soon as we are able. And the first item right. on the agenda tonight. Oh, do you want to? Sorry, you. Yeah, I was just going to go through a little bit more since we've got some um, some folks on the call who are not members of the commission, just to kind of go through the ground rules. Um, there will be time for questions and comments from the public. Uh, so, following the presentation by the applicant and questions from the commission, members of the public will have an opportunity to ask questions and provide public comment. If you enter questions into the record, please identify yourself with a name and address before asking your question. I also ask that video sharing be turned off with the exception of the commissioners, the agent, and the current applicant. Once the commission has acted on an application, the applicant is free to leave the meeting and the next applicant may turn on their video sharing. Um, screen sharing will not be permitted at any time unless absolutely necessary and prior approval from Dennis. Um, all votes will be taken by roll call and show of hands. Um, in the event of any technical difficulties, all matters on the agenda that have not been heard will automatically be continued to the subsequent Conservation Commission hearing. Um, and at this time, I'd like the commission members to introduce themselves just so that we know on video who everyone is. So Heather, I'll ask you to ask yeah, first. Um, Heather Champney Anderson, uh, commissioner. Dave. Uh, Dave Sharon. Alex. Alexander Pantich, Commissioner. Dennis. Uh, Dennis McDougall, environmental agent. And Eric. Eric Rexford, Commission member. It looks like Heidi is trying to come back in. As soon as she jumps back in, I'll put her on the spot. All right, Heidi. Here. Uh, hello, Heidi Davis. Um, Heidi, we just did a quick roll call. If you wouldn't mind just doing an audio test and saying your name. And um, Heidi, Heidi Davis, co-chair. All right. Sorry, I'm not. I'm having trouble understanding you, Lindsay, because of the oh. feedback. Oh, that's so weird. Sorry about that. Maybe <laughs> I'll try to switch microphones when once I turn it over to the applicant. So we have on the agenda first tonight, we have an applicant, um, Charles River Recreation. Dennis, do you wanna read that information into the record? Sure. Request for determination of applicability 
Charles River Recreation has filed a request for determination of applicability to add a dock at the Condon Shell Boat Launch within bordering land subject to flooding, the 100-foot buffer zone of a bordering vegetated wetland, and the 200-foot riverfront area. All right. And who do we have tonight? Mark, are you here on behalf of? This is Mark Jacobson on behalf of <coughs> Charles River Recreation Pavel Boston. Um, I think it was last month um, presented the uh, information on the dock and two questions came up. Um, uh, someone asked if they could see um, how the dock would look in terms of uh, how much space it would take on the river. Um, I also mentioned that our plan was to put down Moby map to reduce erosion, make it uh, um, so I submitted, uh, in addition to the RDA, submitted the uh, two maps that show, um, in addition to, the, again, the plans that show the details on the dock. Um, this plan shows the satellite image showing <coughs> that the dock did not extend very far into the river, um, and also a separate map that shows uh, how the Moby map um, would lead from the river up to the boat racks. Uh, so that basically everyone who's walking now would either be walking on pavement or walking on the Moby map. Um, and again, this plan would be for a seasonal dock that would be installed <coughs> um, in the spring and taken out in November. Um, uh, we have talked with um, the city council and the mayor um, in terms of permitting for the dock to get a chapter 91 10A seasonal dock permit. Um, so in addition to going to the conservation commission, uh, before we could install the dock, we would need a permit from the city, um, either the mayor or the city council, um, acting as a harbor master. Uh, and then we would, after we got that, um, we would go to the DCR and uh, file a you know, construction access permit to get DCR permission to do the work. Um, so that the, uh, the boats um, and the operations would be the same as the past two years. Um, uh, the difference would be just there would be a larger dock um, uh, that would uh, extend further out in the water. And the nice thing about the dock is that uh, <coughs> there would be a um, basically a sort of bridge or a landing. So that instead of uh, at low water, instead of the dock uh, resting on the um, basic dock pieces we have right now, right next to the um, steps, um, this uh, ramp would go out and then the docks would be floating the whole time. Uh, you know, right now we put in the uh, dock steps um, and the river is low right now. Um, so you can see some of those dock steps are sitting um, on the river. Bed. Um, but uh, we didn't anticipate any changes in operation uh, from the past two years. Great. I have the document that Mark sent us. If anyone wants me to put it up on the screen, you know, I don't know if that would be helpful or not. I do think that would be helpful, Dennis. Yes, yeah, especially okay. the, what mm -hmm. we asked for last time. So let me just grab the movie. So I'll go to that one first. Is it, is it the same photos that um, you sent us in that email today, yesterday? Or were they some new ones? Yes, yes, that's, the, yes, from the email from the other day, yes. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's only. 
Oh, that's the wrong screen. I can see that. That looks. Yeah. Oh, you see it? Okay. Yeah, good. That's perfect. Yep. All right. Good. Um, so so they, we're operating oh, on two computers. So. <laughs> um, that yellow is Moby Matt, so it would be one piece that would go up to the right, um, and that brings us right up to the boats. And then it's a longer walk um, up the slope to the uh, boats that are on the left. So be on the left, it would be two or uh, upstream, um, two pieces, and there's an angle piece um, uh, that turn the uh, um, allow for a turn in the direction of the Moby map. Um, and again, uh, the Moby maps worked really well in Boston. Um, you know, we have grass. Um, area that was mud before we put down the Moby mat. Once we put the Moby mat down, it, uh, there's a nice, almost an inch of um, basically air. Um, so we now have grass growing up through the Moby mat. That would be an improvement. Um, so the, the area where have, we'd be putting down the Moby mat would be on top of an area that's sort of, um, it's a, you know, it wasn't grass, it was sort of mulch that was put down each year. Um, so it didn't, it didn't really get muddy. Um, but that is just a nice way that we can, uh, um, one, move boats, and then just it's, uh, have staff walking in the mobile mat instead of that uh, wood chips or mulch. Um, and this figure is just the changes, right? It doesn't show the, uh, look, the whole operation. Right. Um, can you just remind us where the rest of the storage is and sort of, uh, you know, using this yes. figure as a guide, what the flow of, of traffic is as people come in to rent and then head to the water? Yeah, so that, that tent, um, that 20 by 30 tent is about that spot. Um, so people come in from the parking lot area and then they're getting life jacks, life jackets um, at the tent. Um, and then they're walking um, down the path. Uh, the paddles are right next to the path. Um, so before someone gets to the dock, they have the little jacket and paddle. And then when they come back, they, you know, this past year because of COVID, they were exiting to the right and that kind of um, path by leading them up towards the parking lot. And then they would head back to the um, tent and check out. Um, so we went to 100% reservations last year. So everyone's paid in advance. Um, so the nice thing is very quick. We just get a person's last name. Once they return, they drop off their life jacket and paddle. We have tarps out. Um, so people just put their life jacket and paddle on the tarp. And we spray the life jacket and paddle before we uh, move them. Um, and then on the, you can see there's that little, um, where it says Mystic River Path. Um, on the left-hand side of the, uh, um, uh, left-hand side of the tent right in there, that's the area. And then sort of the grass around that um, uh, bench right there is where the other boats are stored. Um, okay, so the crew that um, you're working with is taking the boats out of their storage, putting it on the Moby mat and sliding it down and the, the customer comes along the path and down the steps. Right, so the customers, were, customers wouldn't be on the Moby mat. They would just be staying on the um, paved path. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so if there's really any changes in operation, it would just be the Moby mat would, instead of having our staff walking up and down the bank um, uh, on the uh, mulch, they would just be walking on the Moby mat. Uh, 
and the nice thing about the dock was that it would provide more space so that boats could be left on the dock. So instead of carrying the boats up and down all the time or storing a boat on the grass or on the mulch, <coughs> the boats could be tied on um, and stored right on the dock. And um, I know you mentioned it, but I was fiddling with my headset. Um, did you already receive a Chapter 91 approval? Oh, we, or have, we have not gotten that from the city yet. Oh, right. It's the Harbor Master and not um, Mass DEP. Right. right. Yeah, but, and it's it's taking a little more time because the, yeah, because Mifford doesn't have a Harbor Master. Got it. I think I remember that from our last conversation. Um, okay, um, why don't we open it up to um, uh, questions from other commissioners? I don't recall, Dennis, if there's anyone from the public that we would need to open public comment afterwards. But it it does not appear that. so, but I'm going to jump back to the stop share so that we can sort of see everybody. And if anyone needs to see anything else, I can jump back. Sounds good. Heather? Um, I just have a couple of questions. I'm very familiar with how you operated last year, have access, have used it. How many boats um, in that 70-foot stretch, how many boats do you see being able to tie up or to fill and, um, you know, release people from? I'm thinking two, three. Mm, I, I think that... Uh... Probably, you know, maybe 10. Okay. And the reason I asked that is one of the things that I noticed is it would, it would eliminate some of the people sort of treading water, waiting to, or holding back, waiting to get in or waiting to get out, which seemed to be a bit of a problem in the past. I mean, I would see that as a positive moving people over to the side, having more of that access located right in the one area rather than occupying the entire uh, river area. Uh, there's always a lot of wildlife, wildlife birds that have seemed to accommodate it in that area as well. We seem perfectly happy, but just trying to get a sense of how it might work. Yeah, I, I think that uh, you know people would definitely move through much more quickly. That's that's um, it's really point. it's yeah. you know it, it's a one step. So if someone is getting into a boat, no one is you know. If, if one person's launching, no one's landing. So with this with this dock, you'd be able to do a couple of launches and a couple landings at the same time, even maintaining distance. Oh, oh pardon me, this has already been covered, but, but my, my sound is off tonight. Where, where will the table storage of the Moby map and docks be? We would plan to leave the Moby mat down. I think that would be the, be the least amount of disturbance. You know, when we started in Boston, we figured we would roll it up um, just so it would last longer. Um, but they, uh, um, it grows, again, it kind of settles in and the grass grows so nicely um, that I think there's more disturbing of the uh, bank uh, by taking it out and installing it. Um, so it really would work year round in terms of stabilizing the bank because even when we're not there, I think we're going to be walking. And what about the seasonal dock? The seasonal dock we would just store off site. I see.
I've got um, the other plan up on my screen here. And, you know, you have a 70 foot long, um, you know, dock into the water there. You know, that that's more than a couple of canoes back and forth. And, you know, the, so, and if you've got canoes on both sides of this, because I see it's, it's 22 feet out into the river, um, and it actually looks like it's far bigger than it needs to be to me. Can you um, first tell me why it needs to be that large? And second, my second question is about how is it anchored? We've got poles, um, how those poles are anchored into the, uh, into, into the riverbed. There'll be poles. Um, and you got concrete uh, down there? Are you putting in sauna tubes? I mean, what? what uh, it would be like auger, auger tubes. You know, they suppose some uh, galvanized poles with, like, with just a um, uh, auger tip. So they stay there. They, they're not coming. Oh, no, they would come out. They would come out as well? Yeah. That's well, how you would sort of release the docks. You would just spin them out take them out and then take each dot piece out. Just by hand, right? Like a... Oh yeah. Yeah. It's all, yeah. It's, it's the same thing we do in Moody street. Um, in Moody street, there's a permanent dock and then we bring the dock in and take it out each year. Uh, so we don't buy any pieces of dock that we can't lift. Um, so in terms of size, um, uh, you know, that it just um, by having more space in the water, you have you have less people waiting around, you know, sort of on the grass. Well, I, um, I get that, but I mean, you've got enough here for one, two, or two, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen canoes to be putting in and out at the same time. That's that seems really a huge number. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that if, you know, looking at, we have uh, a lot, you know, right now that we have the, it's a fewest number of people that, you know, um, that can use any of our locations would be Con and Shell. Um, I think that the demand is, uh, you know, certainly equal to Blessing the Bay. Um, we look at, um, and, uh, you know, I think it'll be equal to Austin Brighton. Um, we have a lot of school groups. Uh, where if, you know, you, um, especially in non-COVID, you get people out on the water and they're sort of ready to go. Um, and by having more space in the dock, you really can do more, you know, launching and landing at the same time. So a boat's coming in and then anyone who's ready to go out, you're having people um, uh, go out, not waiting for someone else to come in. No, oh, I understand that. But it's 70 feet long and I'm asking... Is that overkill? 70 feet? Wouldn't 50 feet do it? Um, yes, I, you know, I could come back and I could show you the off the top of my head. I don't have the, the links of the uh, other docks. Um, it is... Uh, um, we have a smaller dock in the Han Park, and that definitely is a, is a problem. Um, and that's, you know, would be a plan to, to expand that dock. Um, it's, it, it's, you know, it's uh, smaller than um, Kendall Square. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's equal to Austin Brighton. Newton Boathouse is bigger. Um, you know, I can, I can get to dimensions of some of the other docks. 
Um, I would like to just comment that the river is definitely smaller and narrower than obviously the, the river in Kendall Square, et cetera, et cetera. I've just walked off to try to get a physical feel for it. And Alex, I have to say, I am very interested in your question with regard to would 50 feet do it? 50 feet would essentially be as wide as our house. And I'm trying to get a feel for that in terms of my awareness of how wide the river is there how um, and kind of the general area. It does seem to me that 70 feet is very, I, I don't know if other people have a sense of this or not, if you've been down and taken a look at that space or not, but um, 70 feet. We're almost talking like the Yacht Club down where the river is much wider. But, but the, the length of the dock isn't really affected by the width. Well, it's seven and a half to the river. Yeah. Right, right. But I'm saying that, you know, that, that, that having a shorter dock isn't going to affect the width in terms of people passing. I'm just thinking about the amount of traffic um, because I fully believe that you will have a full slate of folks this year. I mean, it's very popular, very appealing um, activity, and it's now well known. So uh, I'm just a little <clears throat> concerned with that. So I've, I've done these things with, and I'm only going to say like with family. So, cause that's going to be another element. It's really 35 feet, and 35 feet. That's and while I understand the size being an issue, uh, Think about multiple people going out with children or spouses. It's not very big when you start to really take into consideration people getting on and off. I agree. Um, I mean, this That's is not like people aren't parking these things tight. They're pulling them up parallel to. Uh, I only say that while 70 feet seems very big, uh, I can tell you right now, if you have two or three people out there with one of their children, it's going to feel very small very quickly. Um, and it runs parallel to the shore. It doesn't stick out. I don't, I personally using these types of um, renting kayaks and canoes with my families on the waterways around here. I don't think that size is an issue here. And I think that if it was much smaller, I think you would find yourself with an issue of having some congestion and some difficulty from my personal opinion, navigating, getting on and off. I will agree with you, Dave, because I did experience that myself in terms of the setup last year. As I said, there were, you know, a lot of people just trying to, move around, wait their turn to get either on or off. So um, I, I appreciate your comment. I, I bend to your experience. Yeah. But this is- and Also, if you're, if you're in a powerboat and you want it to go through, um, you know, if we can get people on and off more quickly and paddling, it's sort of when people are waiting around, it's gonna be harder for other boats to go through. Right, and I do know the difficulty because you always send people down to help people out of the boats. So in addition to those who are using them, they're also the people who are assisting and that does fill up pretty quickly, Dave. Um, it also is getting um, much more popular people bringing their own boats. That's true. I've seen that too. But you've got it 22 feet out from the, from the bank. So you've got, so people can dock on both sides of that dock. They're not just docking on the, Mm, I, you know, I, I think that sort of our goal was to kind of put it, I think they're unlikely that very often you'd be able to go on both sides. Most people also probably couldn't paddle that, you know, just in maneuvering wise. Um, so, so our goal was to kind of extend as, you know, as short into the water as possible. 
So, um, you know, I think where we have it is that even when the water is drawn down at the dam, uh, the floats should be, you know, they shouldn't be hitting the bottom. Um, but I don't, um, I don't think it's going to be particularly, many people are going to be able to do that. Do you think people are that poor canoeists that they, they won't be able to canoe onto the other side of the dock? Um, you know, like maybe on that first, um, say like on the upstream side, maybe a little bit on one side, but it's also, it's only seven and a half feet. You know, it's that the width is not that great. So you really can't, you know, you, you don't have enough room to have two people, you know, be working on both sides of that. Most likely we would be kind of having, like when someone gets off, you know, if a canoe comes in, most likely what we would do is we would pull that canoe off and tie it to the backside. Um, and then, because sometimes you're pulling a boat off and then you're putting someone right into it. Not now in COVID, we have to, you know, we, we need a space to, but in a, in a normal situation, um, and even there, it's, you need to dry the boats out and sort of get it set. So usually what we would do is we would pull a boat, have some boats kind of tied off there, and also stage some boats. So if we have a group coming, that you would have some boats down on the dock ready to go. Um, so if you're a reservation for 10 people, you'd have boats there. And then, because once you have people on the dock, you don't, it's not a bit to be carrying boats down through those people. Um, so you, you try to do mo a lot of your rentals from sort of, from the, from boats that are on the dock. And then in the morning, you're bringing more people out. And then in the evening, you're tying boats off and having them there for what you need. And you start to move boats back as the dock kind of fills up and put them back in the racks. So you want to use that area as as boat storage? Um, yes, because again, that, that would reduce the amount of you know um, uh, steps and you know time of running past customers and running up and down the bank. Um, it's just this is just a narrow part of the river. I'm just that's what I'm really concerned about. I mean, if you look at one of the other photos, you can see how close the uh, other side's banks. They have docks out and. Um, not across from this. Take there are no docks across from this location, as I recall. They're I'm looking. Down. I'm looking at the aerial photo. Yeah, there's two. Oh, I thought they were further down to the left near the outfall. Take a look at the thing that uh, Dennis sent us, and if you scroll all the way to the bottom, that last picture on the bottom, you yeah. can see the other bank. Yeah. So it, let's try and bring this back into the. Um, Wetlands Protection Act uh, format or, um, and that, so what we have before us tonight is a request for determination. We either decide a negative or a positive. If it's a positive, then of course we go on to a notice of intent. And in a notice of intent, we need to make decisions regarding whether the project has an effect on the interests of the act and the performance standards. And the performance standards we have before in this situation are land underwater and bank and riverfront area. So in that context, are the concerns about the narrowness of the river, are you concerned that it's going to have an effect on land underwater no. and the water quality? So I'm just trying to, you know, again, put it in the terms of the Wetlands Protection Act and what we actually have jurisdiction regarding well i was thinking in terms of the riverfront area because it it does 
impact the riverfront area. It's, you know, you've got, um, you know, you, you're putting boat storage there in, in between the dock and, the, and on the riverfront, you've got people. But basically over the last two years, this has occurred. They're not yeah. looking for any expansion on it. It has done no That's damage. In fact, some of the things that they're recommending appear to be improvements on that. Or the mats so are, if, yeah. I, if I listen to what Heidi says, and again, I try to get my head more focused, uh, I, I understand what you're saying, and I'm not sure that I see any increased risks based on the increased size of the dock to either the bank or the underwater area. So I, I understand that you think riverfront area might be impacted, Alex. That's that is one of our the resources that we have jurisdiction over. But you have to remember that there is an existing use there. We're not making a determination on the existing use, only what is an increase over. Right, an expansion of of that existing use. Yes. Well, are we looking at any increased boat storage there up above? Because I did not hear that. No, but we're yeah. no. So basically, it would be the same use as we have seen over the last two years in that area, on the riverbank area, and in the related storages. There would be no changes. It's no, no. That's 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 not what I'm understanding. I'm understanding that this is, um, you know, more and more people want to use this. This is an increased use. This is. Building this dock, you know, it's sort of like you're building a bigger dock because you're expecting more people to come. So more people will come because you have a bigger dock. So the use will increase. That's that's how I'm that's how I'm reading it. Okay. It's, Not it's, necessarily it's, that there'll be more boat storage and that sort of thing. No, there's but more boat traffic. So the possible so impact more, more storage and more and more impact to the bank. Yes, because you're building something bigger. You, and that's going to accommodate more people if you accommodate it's like building a highway if you build a, a if you have a two-lane highway and you say oh, we're going to build a four-lane highway and it's going to alleviate the traffic in two years you're going to find that you've got the same amount of traffic because people say oh there's a four-lane highway we're going to utilize it i mean is 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 paddle traffic on the river a negative thing i'm not talking about paddle traffic on the river what i'm talking about is the bank on the bank but, but on the banks we're we're protect with a Moby mat and you have an existing path. And this was constructed as a boat access. It was, so what we're doing is we're kind of finishing up what the DCR didn't do. They built a boat ramp that you couldn't use. <laughs> you know, I mean, the existing, the existing spot um, right. has two pieces of, of um, granite that stick out so you can't even land a boat at it. Mark, what do you think at this point in time are you looking at as kind of your um, your peak volume of people, roughly? You know, like uh, on, on, on the busiest of busy days, uh, what would you anticipate uh, as your, your your maximum volume? And I know that that's, there's not, nothing right. set okay. in stone. So, so sort of, um, I'm just curious. Right now, I think that um, our, like our COVID, because we went to reservations last year, it's kind of easier that the common shell, we would do about three or four boats every 20 minutes in terms of what we would launch. Um, uh, Kendall Square, we would do nine. Um, Alston Brighton, we would do 12. Uh, Newton Boathouse, we would do 10, 
eight to ten. Now, are these rentals or is these rentals and people bringing their own? Uh, we, we don't make reservations, you know, so anyone can come. So part of the reason why, you know, so that um, it's a little bit harder to do the reservations um, because the dock there is so small um, that, and it got more and more popular last year. So um, those are numbers that we take reservations for. If you have your own boat, you don't go through our reservation process. You can just, you just come and, and launch and land. So it's just reservations. Okay. So and none of our, you know, all of our locations, public is welcome to, to use the dock, but we, we never, that never entered our reservation process. Um, and again, the, the, the width of the river, you know, the length of the dock is not affecting the width of the river. If anything, it is gonna make it easier because you're yeah. gonna have less congestion. I also saw private boats that were entering, a lot of people weren't even bothering to use the that pathway or facility because it was it's so difficult to get in the way you know the old design they were using other parts of the river bank to put okay. the boat in i mean i've observed that on more than one occasion yeah a little bit downstream there's an opening um yeah. there's an informal okay. path down there yeah. uh, where there's a sign that was i think Gray put up a sign so a potential impact to the riverfront area from increased use would be of trampling of vegetation perhaps and perhaps exposed soils, which could result in erosion. So we could think about perhaps yeah. measures well, where that, would that would come from? address that. Well, where would that come from? Erosion. Because uh, uh, all, the, all, the, all the customers who are using this and even the general public who are using it are on the concrete path. We put Moby mat on the area that the staff would be walking. Um, we're not proposing to expand the area where we would store boats. So it's sort of what we're we're really kind of proposing is that this dock is going to, you know, better allow us to use the existing footprint that we have right now. I'm just trying to flesh out Alex's concerns. So Alex, does what Mark just added, does that respond to some of your concerns? Well, it does. I mean, he, he's, he's trying to address them. Um, yeah, I mean... Alex, it'll be... Yeah, let me just ask you a question because that just answered my question. If there's no expansion of any activity on the riverbank beyond what there already has been, and there is an improvement with the matting, um, does that help to address the concern that you have with regard to the riverbank? Yeah, it does. Um, so really, the... The only other impediment would be impediment to navigation, and that—that's the harbor master call. Yeah, that's yeah. And the DCR. This is going to have to go by Bill Gody, and you know. Right. So, uh, Heidi, does that help out what your focus is um, in focusing us? Yes, um, as I said, I was just trying to. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm comfortable. I'm just thinking there is going to be a lot more people, but. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that, that, that is a hardened pathway. So the erosion thing is not going to be as probably as bad as I'm envisioning it's going to be. Okay. Um, and the path really does keep people. So if there are more people, like if there's a larger group that's going to come, they're going to be back sort of behind the tent, um, you know, which is a you know, park. Um, mm -hmm. So that they're really, and even, even last year before COVID, we weren't letting people, just because the, that ramp and that pay day are so small, we were still calling people down. So, you know, we didn't want that ramp crowded even before last year in terms of having more people, because then people will step to the side, you know. Um, so, again, like, yeah, for even if we, and, and certainly, you know, right now we can't accommodate a large school group, which certainly would be our goal. There's no question about that. Uh, that school group, we would start on the other side of the tents um, and, and call them down as, you know, we had space. And I think if I recall last year, the way that you had your storage and the tent set up, it almost is a physical barrier. So people can't wander off of the paved path onto the grass in the vicinity of the boat dock. It's kind of all corrals them to the hard paths, except for your employees. Right. It's a, confusion wise, no one, people really, yeah. you know, they were drawn to the tent. They just wouldn't go. Yeah. You know, they walk by the boats, but they see the tent and that's where they head. And people, your people were very courteous about keeping people informed and moving people along and making sure that we were quote following the rules. So uh, I was very impressed because they did it very, very nicely. <laughs> it was a good crew last year. Good yeah. number coming back. Good. Claire's back. Good. Um, Alex, do, do you have any other concerns with respect to the performance standards for um, the resource areas that Heidi Listed off, land underwater, bank. No, no, because they're going to they're going to spiral those. They're going to spiral the anchors in and then take them out. So that that makes me happy. Okay. <laughs> um, any other concerns from commissioners or questions? No concerns, but I have a couple of questions. Sure. If I may. Yep. Go ahead. Um, Aside from you know, paddles, life jackets, canoes, is there any equipment that you have to store on site overnight? And uh, my second question is, will you be providing any trash receptacles for patrons um, around the tent area? We were not, um, we didn't add any trash receptacles. Um, we definitely picked up trash. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Um, but we did not, did not add any. I think that, um, you know, the city has some going from my memory. I think there are a couple next yeah. to the parking lot. Um, there's, there's one heading towards the parking lot. And then if you go down the pathway to the other side, when the pathway veers right before the shell, there's another one there. And then there's a couple more, there's probably about five or six in that general area. And then the city comes to pick it up at least once a week. Because I, mean, I deal with that with the farmer's market and the farmer's market has their own additional barrels that they put out. Once the farmer's market comes, another couple of, I think two extra other barrels get put in around the area. And that's from June to October. So yeah, from I guess I would just... I don't remember seeing a problem, you know, it's sort of because I'm going by there all the time, even right. just going to Blessing Bay or Kenbo and stopping in. Um, it's, I never saw sort of a, a trash, you know, um, yeah, no, I, I've never noticed it myself. I just suggest that, you know, keep an eye on that type of situation. 
mm-hmm. as the summer goes on and you know, be once, mindful of that. Yeah. Once again, my experience was the people that I were with are very much into collecting trash as they are out on the river and brought it back. And as soon as we got to the dock, your people made it very clear where the trash cans were. Mm. So Music to my heart. They were within 15 or 20 feet of the dock. So, Yeah, there's, there's one just to the right. I know that. Yeah. Like as you get off the dock, it's, it's just up right before you get close to the other one. The other one's a little further down to the left, but it's still, yeah. there might even be a, a third one. They, they were not over full and um, people were being, again, we were being directed very nicely by the staff. Um, and then the question about equipment other than canoes, kayaks, paddles, life jackets. Uh, so, you know, folding tables, um, some sort of windmasters for signs. Um, we, uh, we have a job box in the, um, in the shell. So that's where we put the uh, computers, credit cards, swipes, things like that. Um, so other stuff, you know. And Something like a past- no generator or anything. Um, no, we do. The nice thing is that the shell has power. Um, so we use a battery packs. We charge battery packs overnight in the shell um, and right. then just carry those battery packs out and run the laptops off that. Um, Perfect. Um, and, and certainly, you know, this past year and, and you know, we had um, water jugs to mix with um, uh, sanitizer so we can spray the uh, life jacks and paddles. Right. Um, so a lot of water jugs because there's no water there at the site so that um, we'll bring water jugs in. Um, so okay. the plan so that this year will be to start off with pretty much the same sanitizing. It's you know, the good thing now is that we know that uh, COVID really can't survive very long on a pervious service. So the life jackets, it's, we were more concerned last year, um, uh, but still paddles, uh, they can, they can last longer, so we'll still be spraying things. Okay. Answers my questions. Thank you. Okay, excellent. Um, anything lingering from commissioners before we close up the discussion? Okay. Um, Did we just lose somebody? No. Sorry, okay. Literally, my screen went from, I thought from, oh, I think... I think it was it was me, my my <laughs> the one that I was on. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm on two. Yourself, so that's, you that computer's acting wonky. Um, but just I just did some. I was looking at just doing some measurements here, and with I, this is rough. But from the distance from the dock out there, and I went out another like say 20 feet from that dock out, and then I went the distance across the river to where the other docks are, and it's probably about 110 feet between where those docks are on the other side and that's straight across. And most of the docks are actually diagonally to the, I don't know why I'm pointing because you can't see me, but I'm gesturing with my hands mightily, but, um, but that's more of a sort of angle, which is even a little bit further away. So the, the houses that are directly across, it's probably about 110 feet of, you know, breadth between where those docks are and where the stock would be with an extra 20 feet off those docks just for, you know, moving around. Okay, that's a good reference. Thanks, Dennis. Um, okay, so I think we can close up um, the, the, the hearing portion of this and take it over to a vote. 
Um, for an RDA, which is a public meeting, do we need a, a, a roll call vote to close the discussion? I believe so. I don't know. Yeah, okay. We'll take a vote then. Um, do I hear a motion to close the public hearing? I'll motion make a motion to. <laughs> All right, I saw Heather's hand first, so Heather's Closing. made a motion. I'll second. High seconds. All in favor? Dave? Oh, roll, roll call. Yes. Uh, I'm in favor. Alex? Close it, yes. All right, also I. Um, okay, so uh, do, would someone like to make a motion to issue a determination? Um, and would you like me to read through the negative determination options? Yeah, would you? Motion? Okay, um, negative determination one, the area described in the request is not an area subject to protection under the act or the buffer zone. Um, negative determination two, the work described in the request is within an area subject protection under the act, but will not remove, fill, fill, dredge, or alter that area. Therefore, said work does not require a filing of a notice of intent. Negative determination three, the work described in the request is within the buffer zone as defined in the regulations, but will not alter an area subject to protection under the act. Therefore, said work does not require a notice of intent subject to the following conditions. Um, negative determination number four, the work described in the request is not within an area subject to protection under the act, including the buffer zone. Therefore, said work does not require the filing of a notice of intent. Okay, so um, I make a motion to um, file the um, number two. Um, and I... It needs I to remember, be negative or positive. Negative determination based on the fact that um, yeah. this is in the in the area of our jurisdiction, but will not dredge or alter it in any way. Okay, excellent. Do I hear a second? Second. All right, Dave seconds. Um, all in favor, Heather? Aye. Dave? Aye. Alex? Aye. Heidi? Aye. Also aye. Um, Oh, and Eric, excuse me, sorry, I'm an Eric. Too. <laughs> Eric. I, I always seem to forget Eric. I'm so sorry. That's quite all right. I'm an I. How my Zoom tiles of people, they're always at the bottom. Um, well, thank I you. Because um, he's framed differently. Thank you, Mark. Portrait mode. Right. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you coming before us and, and uh, keep up the great work. Yeah. Thank you very much. Good luck this season. Mark, and I'm gonna probably, I'm in tomorrow, so I'll probably just get that out and uh, I'll get the signatures and get it out to you as soon as I can. Okay, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you, bye. And we did have one more item on the agenda. I think Dennis sent out the figures just before the meeting. Um, yeah. My recommendation was, since we don't have the whole application, we've already opened this a couple of times. It's the same bike path connection. Yeah. I, yeah. My feeling is we should probably just continue it to the next hearing, not even open it this, this okay. session. Oh, what were what, what we going to discuss that? I just, I just literally had just gotten them from uh, Somerville, those, you know, late. And I was like, well, I just want to at least send it to you so you can at least see them. And then if anybody had any questions, they could bring them up tonight. But you, if you can take, if you want to take a look at them and if you have any questions, that's fine. I'm still waiting to, to get some more information it's 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 slowly coming from 
their uh, consultants. So do we um, think it, do we think it will be on our next meeting two weeks from now? Is it likely? Um, we're going to have a meeting in two weeks anyway, because I got a request that's, that's sort of going to be the latter part of just sort of catching up, just to let you all know. We got a request from uh, the Brooks Estate folks to do a presentation before us about some of the work that they're proposing to do um, in the coming years and months. So, so we're, we're already sort of scheduled for uh, two weeks on the 19th. And so if we have everything ready for the other one, then we can actually add that as well. So. Okay. okay. Thank you. Is uh, part of what the Brooks estate going to discuss is the uh, widening of their service road? Honestly, I don't know. This is, I, 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 I would assume so. I haven't actually seen it. There was a meeting last week that they showed some people here in city hall. I think you all might've got an invite. I'm not sure. I, I actually attended. Oh, okay. They say? Was, was that on that? Cause I couldn't, I couldn't make it. I was unavailable. And yes. And uh, there will even so stormwater meeting the stormwater um, standards is going to be one of the hurdles they'll have to cross, yeah. even though they're proposing Impervious, impervious pavers. Oh, really? For that long road? The whole thing, or just they're trying to figure it out, right, Peggy? Uh, I, apparently, it is. Yeah, all pervious pavers. But um, I ran it by the the stormwater guru at DEP, and he remarked that there's. Even with a pervious pavement, it's not that it's it's not akin to having nothing there. It still will um, there will be a certain amount of runoff, but it, it's a different curve number than impervious pavement. So anyhow, we're we're just going to have to look at that closely. There was no there's no negotiation with the fire department. I take. <laughs> okay. I don't know that. That's that's the that's always been the big problem. So, well, certainly for have to widen that unnecessarily would exactly would trigger um, the stormwater standards. Exactly, not um, just widening greater than one lane would trigger the stormwater standards. Well, thank you for that update, though, Heidi. Oh, you're welcome. I've got my notes are upstairs, so sorry. <laughs> So are we all set? Is there any other business or? Um, just Dennis. Dennis, Dennis, I sent you a question yes, this week regarding uh, the Conservation Commission's stormwater BMP grant. And, um, and that was, I think I was still in recovery mode from my shot. So I may uh -huh. have, I think I was going to answer you, but yeah, that was Monday. Monday wasn't. Oh, geez. I was still. I wasn't bad. I was just tired. I I've heard a couple of people that had exhausted. bad Mondays for that reason. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, it actually, well, Saturday, it was, I got the shot Friday. Saturday was bad. Sunday was pretty good. And then Monday again, I was just, well, oh, wow. so. Um, so anyhow, I asked yeah. Dennis to um, Daniel Evans from the CPC uh, administrator recommended that Dennis reach out to the procurement office to see what exactly needs to be done in terms of, I guess, advertising for this project or sending out a um, RFP. I'm not really sure what, what that process is. Yeah, I, and 
I literally just got it. It's not about that, but it's about another project. And we just got an email about from the procurement that they're, you know, working diligently on everything they have right now. But if, you know, it's not going to be right, right away for anything. Cause this is for another project, that another CPC project that was going before them. So they're not mm-hmm. expecting to get it. You know, they're trying to meet a June. There's a lot of, a lot of the deadlines are June 30th for like state stuff and grants sure. that. So if they're sort of heavily working on those right now, so a lot of other ones that are maybe not as time critical are being held up, not held up, held up strong word, but you know, yeah. put to the back of the bus. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm taking their time. So. Okay. So, but I, I'll, I'll, so I, I literally was thinking, cause I saw your email and then I was like, okay, I'll talk with Heidi about it tonight. Then I saw their email and I was like, I'm in tomorrow again, so I might just run down there and sort of sound them out and say, we have this, what do you suggest we do? And then I'll get back to you. Be great. Thank Sounds you, Dennis. Yeah, yep. That's posted. All right. So, to- um, so, oh, I'm sorry, one other update regarding that. I was able to coordinate with DCR on their construction plans and drafted a plan note that they're going to include on their plans that says, for that section of the bituminous swale that goes under the proposed boardwalk, they'll remove the bituminous prior to construction of the boardwalk and place down stone for temporary stabilization. Good, 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 good. Awesome. awesome. That TCR oh, will yeah. do that. Yeah. 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 Well, there. That's really great. Good motivation for lots of things going on right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 It'll look so nice to the boardwalk. Yeah. Just a couple updates on my end. Um, I talked to John Priado yesterday or two, two days ago, and they're going to be submitting, resubmitting the pathway along the Malden River probably for the first hearing in, in June. So oh, great. we should Good. be getting that fairly shortly and they can get started and, you know, basically get that rolling along again. And while I was talking to him, he had a question about the previous pathway that he put in on the other side of uh the train station, the one that starts over by station landing kind of winds its way around. It's been, it's, there's been a lot of routes that have basically really, really dramatically, you know, made it, you know, come up. come up. Yeah. And so they kind of want to go through and try to see what they can fix, but their feeling was that some of these, the only real way to fix it would be grinding, which is, you know, not ideal, but if, you know, if at some point I'm going to go over there with uh, Aggie, the tree warden, and sort of just see what she has to say about, you know, some of the trees there. And because, I mean, some of them might have to come down, but, you know, because of the grinding, if, you know, some of those trees are relatively precarious. Mm-hmm. So depending upon what's being done, we're going to try to figure out some way around it to try to, and if anything like that, it would have to come before us. So then he knows that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But. Okay. Prefer not to lose big trees. Yeah. Tell me about I, it. Ideally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else, Dennis, before we close it up? Nope. I think that's it for now. Um, All right. Heather's yeah. going to make a motion. I make a motion to close the meeting. <laughs> I'll second that. All right. All in favor. Heather. Oh. Aye. Dave. Aye. Alex. Aye. Heidi. Hi. And Eric. 
Thank you. Bye, please. <laughs> Good night, Eric. <laughs> Good night. Nice to see We're you. We're going to do a Walden, you know. <laughs> Walden. <laughs> yeah. Have a good night, everyone. Take care. Take care. Take care. Take care. Take care. Bye. 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 <laughs>